Welcome to Rock Your Brain, Rock Your Life, the only podcast hosted by a high-achieving tech leader and certified coach that teaches you how to use proven cognitive tools to rewire your brain so you work 10 to 20% less while crushing your goals. And you'll do this in 180 days. Hi, I'm Sarah. After decades of frantically overworking, never believing I could achieve big goals in my life and feeling constantly anxious, overwhelmed, and burnt out daily at work, I finally figured work out. I learned how to work less while identifying and nailing goals I never thought possible. I learned how to feel calm, confident, and a sense of ease at work. So if you're a high achiever who wants to achieve big goals, but doesn't even think it's possible unless you work a gajillion hours, or doesn't even think big goals are possible in any way, shape, or form, this podcast is for you. I keep it simple. You'll learn the neuroscience-based cognitive tools I and my clients use daily to work less while achieving more than they ever imagined. Quick side note, you'll run the risk of being passionately in love with your career. Hey, rock stars, how are y'all feeling today? I am feeling super happy and powerful. Powerful because I know that all my goals and dreams are possible because I'm a master at training my brain to create beliefs that serve me in going after creating my incredible life. By the way, if you haven't written a review and you like the podcast, thanks so much for writing one as it helps others find these very powerful cognitive tools. Here's actually one of my favorite reviews and it's titled, quote, The Final Fix, which totally makes sense for me because these cognitive tools were like the final fixed after decades of therapy, I might add. And the reviewer says, I had no idea how much my brain has been playing tricks on me. These podcasts have been an amazing weekly cognitive tool to stay aligned with my CEO brain and feel confident in all parts of my life. Thank you, Sarah. And thank you so much for that review. My goal really is to help you all build your confidence. So this made my heart so happy to hear. So last week I covered what negative feelings are, how to process them, and why you need negative feelings. And if you want to start with that lesson, head to episode 53 titled Processing Negative Feelings. And today I want to take the feelings work even deeper and talk about indulgent feelings. I have three categories for feelings, negative, positive, and indulgent. The first two are pretty self-explanatory. Those indulgent feelings, they are tricky, my friends. Let's first see what Google has to say about the definition of indulgent. It says, willing to allow excessive leniency, generosity, or consideration. Notice the word allow and notice the word excessive. So let's apply that in the context of feelings. What feelings do you find yourself stuck in often? What feelings are you most likely to pay attention to or change your behavior because of? Just take a second and think about that for yourself in your day-to-day life. I like to define indulgent feelings as those feelings that are, quote, familiar to you and that doesn't create a result you want. Even if it's an uncomfortable feeling, our brains recognize it and feel comfortable sitting in that stuckness. That's why you probably find yourself sitting in a few feelings more than you would like, right? 
And when we spend a lot of time indulging in those feelings, it's not serving us. We're not creating the results we want. We're just rinsing and repeating that experience. Everyone's experience with indulgent feelings is going to be different. But there's, in general, five feelings that I call indulgent based on my experience and observing my students. The top five are overwhelm, self-doubt, confusion, victim mentality, and busyness. Okay, so maybe take a little note in your iPhone app or your phone app. They are, these are really important, y'all. Overwhelm, self-doubt, confusion, victim mentality, and busyness. For me, my indulgent feeling for most of my life was self-doubt. Massive, crippling, daily self-doubt about pretty much everything. I also see the same feeling of self-doubt in my students a lot. Now, doubt is one of those super sneaky little feelings that seems like it could be necessary, right? It seems like it actually is a fact that could stand up in a court of law. Like for me, the self-doubt I had when someone years ago suggested I write a book, I immediately felt self-doubt because my brain said, you have no idea how to do this, Sarah. And I didn't know how to do that at that time, but my brain added on a sneaky little extra thought. My real thought was, you have no idea how to do this and you never will. It was so subtle, that little extra thought that made me doubt myself. The part where my brain said, and you never will. So self-doubt seems like it could be useful because you think it's true and that it's a fixed thing. And doubt prevents you from going out in the world and going after your goals. Self-doubt pretends to protect you from fear, from being harmed out of there in the world. But all it does is just protect you from feeling negative feelings. And here's the catch 22. You're probably still going to feel negative feelings because now you're not going to go after what you want. Oh, brains. In the Rockstar program, we do a process called unthinkable goals. I think I've talked about this on a podcast before. It's setting a goal that your brain thinks is unthinkable. It's impossible. And we do this because it brings up all the shit, especially the indulgent emotions. For example, my students will say to me, I don't want to leave my easy tech job and become an entrepreneur because I'm afraid I might fail. And that makes sense, right? When we haven't done something before, our brains think it might be dangerous, so we don't do it. We choose some other goal that's more, quote, realistic and, quote, attainable. But what they're actually doing by choosing an easier goal is failing ahead of time. I remember when I was thinking of starting my tech business years ago, I thought, I don't want to do that because it's going to be way too much work. I doubted my ability to be able to do the work and have fun. Now my life is way more fun and I work less. I could tell myself that it's a lot of work and I could prove that true, but I choose to do the opposite because y'all, you have a choice about what to think. When you don't listen to that little voice inside of you calling you to do the thing, that inner badass wisdom of yours, you are failing to show up for your incredible self. You're putting yourself in the quote, no fucking way I can't do it space without even giving yourself a chance. You don't have to choose that if you don't want to, but at least give yourself the chance. You deserve that. So 
back to indulgent feelings. Are they bad? Of course not. It's totally human to feel these things, but they're probably not creating results you like for your life. Let's go through some really common trigger thoughts and see if any of them sound familiar to you. One thing I hear all the time is, I'm so busy. A student was telling me yesterday that she's been busy from literally the moment she wakes up until she hits her head on the pillow again that night. Does that sound familiar? I know you overachievers just want to be massively productive. And that was definitely me pre-thought work. Type A, overachiever, overscheduled, underrested, anxious as fuck if I didn't get my whole to-do list done. It led to me being snappy and disconnected from my loved ones and not actually taking care of my health and not even really liking relaxation because I always felt like there was something better to be doing with my time. These were not results I liked. Another one I hear often is, I don't know. I actually have a rule in coaching that you can give any answer except I don't know. Why do I have this rule? Because I don't know doesn't get you anywhere. You just stay in the same loop of confusion, right? Probably not getting the results you want because you're telling yourself you don't know how to do it, or you don't know where to start, or you don't know yet what you don't know. Listen to me. It doesn't matter. Change that thought to something like, I don't know yet, or I'm learning, or I'm looking for a solution. And then go prove those thoughts true instead of spinning in confusion. The last one I want to put out to y'all is it's not fair. Or another version, which is why me? I call this the victim mentality. It's basically self-pity, right? And I don't see it as much as I see other indulgent emotions because our perfectionist brains want to take on all the blame usually. But it's an important one because A, it doesn't ever help us find a solution. And B, it can cause a lot of resentment and disconnection in our relationships with ourselves and others. For example, I don't like to cook. Before I found coaching, whenever I was dating someone and it was my turn to cook, I would think of something like, why me? Why do I have to cook? It's not fair. I don't even like cooking. Even if I'd agreed to cook dinner half the week, I still thought that. And number one, it totally shut my brain off to other options. Like I could get takeout. I could rediscuss the agreement with my partner. I could get a meal delivery service, whatever. And number two, I would create massive disconnection from my partner because it was easy to blame somebody else, right? One funny thing about indulgent feelings is that they don't necessarily feel bad. In fact, I would say that when I was indulging in feelings a lot, I was just cruising along. Anytime I felt a negative feeling, I would numb out with food or booze or dating. And the rest of the time, I was pretty much just trucking along, not really creating the results I wanted because I was always operating out of indulgent feelings. I honestly didn't think I was a very passionate or interesting person because I didn't feel intense negative or intense positive emotion. And that's pretty typical, right? That's how a lot of people go through life. But if you're listening to this, I already know you want more than that. You want to look back in two years and feel proud of the results you've created. So here are a few questions I want you to ask yourself to start training your brain to get out of indulgent feelings. Number one, what are your top three feelings on a daily basis? Mine are proud, discomfort, and love. How many times a day are you indulging in a feeling that doesn't serve you? That's another question for you. Number three, are those feelings that you're indulging in going to get you the result that you want in your life? You know, to be that leader, to get that promotion, to 
find that relationship to organize an incredible wedding. Number four, if you have indulgent feelings, ask yourself why. Number five, what are the thoughts that are creating those indulgent feelings? And number six, what thoughts could you create in that brain that would create a useful feeling that would create the result that you want? Start here and let your brain really dig into these. Notice the answers, write them down and look for small shifts. And if you're ready to really take this to the next level, come join the Rockstar program. You can 100% get out of indulgence and into true pleasure, confidence and fulfillment. You just have to learn how to manage that brain. All right. I love you all. And I'll talk to you next week. If you're loving what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come and check out the Rockstar program. It's my coaching program where we take these neuroscience-based cognitive tools and we use them daily to break through burnout so you can fall passionately in love with your career. So join me over at sarahmoody.com. I would love to have you join me. You can also follow me at Sarah L. Moody on LinkedIn. Twitter, and Instagram. I can't wait to see you.